Well, hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you all are having an absolutely terrific day, as always. And just want to remind everybody and let you know, y'all voted and it won the product of the week, the ultimate multiple chewable for children and adults alike. My wife actually loves these. <laughs> the chewables are basically our multivitamin, our ultimate multiple formula, which has gotten very popular over the years in a chewable form that actually tastes good. Kind of tastes more like the, um, old sweet tarts, except actually really, really healthy for you, not full of high fructose corn syrup and food coloring. So those are on the sale right now for over 10% off on the website. Be sure to check those out. And the first thing that I wanted to bring up today, and this is something that I've noticed and I, I have repetitively said, but now it's becoming a significant danger to the populace as far as communication with one another when it comes to wearing a giant face diaper. Yesterday, dad and I had to go pick up a whole bunch of salt. We don't use glyphosate or Roundup on the weeds down here in Florida. We stopped using that years ago because the stuff is so toxic. I don't like the kids being exposed to it. I don't like it in the ground. I don't like it around the grass. I don't like it, period. Glyphosate, Roundup, toxic, toxic stuff. So we found out years ago to use salt on weeds, whether it be pavers, sidewalks, around certain parts of the house. Now, granted, salt kills everything, but so does glyphosate, and salt's actually much, much healthier. So we went to the store to go pick up all the salt, and Dad had called hours before. Hey, we're coming in. We need literally a truckload of salt. We buy this stuff in the last years. We keep it stored. And they said, okay, come get it, come get it. So we get there, and they're trying to radio to get it in the back, and the guy up front with the walkie-talkie, has a big giant mask on his face. You can hear audibly on the radio, the other individual on the receiving end of the radio has a giant mask on his face. And they're both trying to talk to one another on a two-way walkie-talkie radio, both wearing masks. And it was one of the most horrific, embarrassing communication spectacles I've ever watched in my life. It was, it was retarded. It was full-blown Ridiculous. And you could hear both of them. What are you going to do? Over? It, 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 it was embarrassing. The fact that human beings are actually complying with this boggles my mind. And that was just kind of a idiotic circumstance that we saw and was almost a joke we had to make of it. But what's happening with the air traffic controllers is not a joke. They're now saying Air travel is potentially becoming more dangerous due to face masks impeding communications between the air traffic control specialists, the ATCS, and pilots. Journalist and author Alex Bernison published excerpts from a verified whistleblower explaining that the Federal Aviation Administration, the FAA, has implemented stricter rules about masking up in air traffic control towers and is severely hampering critical transmissions. The whistleblower said after approximately a year of flexible mass policies, guidance was updated over a month ago once the bumbling buffoon got in office where controllers are told, and I quote, wear them at all times while you're at work and in positions unless you have an office and you're in there by yourself. 
So what's happened is now when they're in the open rooms, these these radio control tower specialists, air traffic control tower specialists, and they're in the open rooms like majority of them are, they are now told absolutely under no circumstance can you take your mask off to communicate. Now, up until a month and a half ago, they pretty much could have them around their chin. It was more of like a, okay, have them on in case somebody comes in here and wants to inspect. Don't worry about it. Now what they're saying is the controllers must now wear masks while speaking to pilots at all times. The whistleblower states, and I quote, it has created an issue where we're getting a ton of readback errors from pilots on instructions because they cannot hear us clearly over the radio, he explains. Our instructions are almost always time or safety critical, sometimes down in the second. Worst case scenario is a pilot thinks we say something, reads it back wrong, and it results in disaster we can't correct because we lose them on the radio. He went on to say the errors are increasingly higher with masks on. He goes on to say the FAA cares much more about wearing masks than they do the safety of the passengers and pilots on the aircraft we're working on, he warns. I want to reiterate, this is the entire country. This is every plane for every airline in America that we are working with you, your family, and your friends. I'm bringing this up just for context on how ridiculous this has all become. For the FAA, it seems like there is no end in sight. They're now pushing the vaccine in a way that they've offered free days off following the shot but are not requiring them as of yet. However, these masks have turned from a serious inconvenience to an actual hazard. In our jobs, my friends, where is the line drawn when it comes to complete and total lunacy? I mean that sincerely. You're talking about thousands upon thousands of planes that are traveling in the air with most of the time hundreds of passengers all over the country. And we're telling the individuals who are running the air towers that they have to basically keep a muzzle on the entire time while they're talking to pilots. Can this get any more dangerous and stupid at the same time i don't know if it can but yet majority of people still comply with this complete and utter nonsense what do you think about that then well what they're talking about is this and you know let's say an airplane leaves its hangar to take off and it could be a big plane or a little plane it doesn't matter let's say it's a two eight sierra tango because what they do they use it acronyms for names like st would be sierra tango so the plane gets to the end of the locker to the end of the hangar and it says to the tower you know you know lakeland ground you know this is two a sierra tango you know heading in an eastbound direction you know need departure clearance right and so then the tower will say you know two eight pop them you know two eight sierra tango you know turn you know left on so and so take you know taxiway such and such and go down. It's very specific. And then, you, then the person who's basically the pilot has to repeat all of these directions back to the tower. That's what Austin's talking about. So there's always multiple two-way communications going because nobody wants planes running into other planes. Well, then you get down to taxiway, and now you're holding short runway nine, let's say, to take off. And you say, this is 2-8 Sierra Tango holding short runway nine, ready for departure. Now, here's the problem, and here's the rub. You know, you may have five planes landing on runway nine and, you know, two a Sierra Tango has to wait to take off. But then he hears them say in the tower to a, you know, Sierra Tango, oh, got to take off, you know, 
And they think, well, did he say clear for takeoff? So he goes, so he repeats it back, 2-8 Sierra Tango, clear for takeoff. And that's not what the, that's not what the tower said. Whole takeoff is what they said. You know, we have on, incoming departs, incoming planes. Well, he doesn't see the planes. It's a fast moving, you know, small jet or a large moving jet or nightmare Amazon jet. And all of a sudden he pulls out into the runway and now the tower tries to call him back. I say, what are you doing? You know, two eight Sierra Tango, you're on an active runway, you know. But now somebody else is stepping on top of him on the radio, and so all you're doing is getting squelch. In other words, the pilot doesn't hear you, so he goes full throttle, and he's running down the runway. Now here comes a plane or a jet right on top of him. Oh yeah, that's how dangerous it becomes when you have interrupted communication or muffled communication between aircraft. First of all, a lot of the two way radios they they're awful on airplanes. You hear about half the stuff they say. Anyhow, that's why they know you got to repeat it back and forth. And on top of that, you have everybody on the same frequency, and they call stepping on each other. In other words, they're all saying the same things at the same time, and you can't hear anybody. So now you throw so many muffling commands on top of it. This is going to end up being an air traffic disaster if they don't change this. Now, I know a lot of local towers, they're not wearing masks for that very reason if they don't have an effort. FA person in there, they're doing like Austin says, they're keeping the mask hung around their ear or whatever, keeping their microphone clear. But this communication thing's a disaster. And what happened if we'd gone to the Sam's Club yesterday to get some salt? And instead of loading it up on the truck, we decided to have it ready for us and have them use a forklift to put it on the truck. I called them at noon, 12 o'clock. And by 5 o'clock, it was completely and totally a disaster. Nothing was right on the entire order. It took us an hour and a half approximately to get everything done with the uh just getting salt it'd been easier to go inside and load up a few bags of salt and bring them out instead of dealing with forklifts and all the other stuff it was ridiculous and again when you deal with these large organizations you have multiple layers of management and that creates inefficiency by itself but then when they can't communicate with one another so you can hear each other especially on a walkie-talkie it becomes a nightmare and like austin said you'd hear the out and the guy goes out and you go and nobody understood anything Finally, the guy just had enough of it, and he walked back inside, got what he needed, and brought it back and loaded it on the pickup truck and just ignored everybody else. It was that crazy. So is that what we're becoming now in the United States, massively decreasing efficiency because of masks, because nobody can understand each other? And I, I mean, I've, I've been at the, the DMV. I've been all over the place, and they're wearing masks, and you can't understand what they're saying. And then they start talking. You say, are you talking to me? Because you don't know if they're saying who's talking. It's so funny. I told you the story a few months ago. I Went over to the tag agency at Winter Haven and, and, you know, I was talking to one of the guys in line behind me. And of course I wasn't wearing a mask of state floor. You don't have to wear a mask because our wonderful governor and, you know, I'm telling them about, you know, all the problems of metabolic acidosis. So I'm talking about all of this stuff. And the girl behind the counter looks at me and goes, could you repeat that for us? And I said, sure. So I told them what it did. And it was like so funny. Five of them behind the counter, four of them pulled their mask off. That was it. And Sharon went in there last week, and she had to pick up some tag stuff, and Austin was with her. And Sharon came back. She goes, you know, like four out of five of those girls aren't wearing masks anymore. I said, well, yeah, yeah, because, you know, we had a little discussion with them, and they started thinking. And here's the thing. All you have to do is go in and start looking at the alternative research, and you start seeing all kinds of stuff that you didn't know about. Like right now, this is my daily mail. A Utah mother, 39 years old, full of energy, absolutely incredible condition, great mother with no known health 
issues, 39 years old, dies four days after receiving the second dose of Moderna's COVID vaccine. Cassidia Crilly, a 39-year-old from Ogden, Utah, died on February the 5th. She received her second dose of Moderna vaccines four days earlier. She began immediately experiencing headaches and nausea the day after she was vaccinated. She was hospitalized two days later when her liver failed. Listen to this, guys. Her family says she had no known health problems or any pre-existing conditions, and she worked as a surgical tech for several plastic surgeons. Healthcare workers in Utah were among the first eligible to receive the vaccine and the second dose. An autopsy is now underway. Utah's medical examiner says they haven't certified any vaccine-related deaths. Of course they haven't. They always find some other excuse so they can get more money as far as COVID death, but maybe a vaccine death, but they want to make sure they can get the maximum amount of money from the federal government on all the autopsies they do. It's absolutely ludicrous is what it is that this is actually going on here in the United States, and we're having to deal with it all. I mean, it really, really, really is stupid. The sad part about it is that a lot of people, they don't understand that, you know, when you start taking certain chemicals and you start putting them in your body and you start having all of these horrible, horrible side effects and all these horrible, horrible reactions, you know, that most of that could have been avoided. I mean, it really could have been avoided had you simply not done that. Let me give you an example. If you're 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds out of overweight and you basically, you know, feel absolutely horrible, doesn't it make sense that if you weren't 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds overweight and you wouldn't feel absolutely horrible? And that's what people don't get. So let's take a look at the real reasons right now of what's going on with the COVID and why so many people in America are saying, no, we're going to defy COVID mandates. They're saying up to 30% of the people in America, up to 50% of the healthcare workers are going to say, absolutely, no, we're not going to do it. Well, why is that? Well, because there are a lot of us that are still, you know, awake and we know what's going on and we want to do what's right. A lot of us, according to what God's word says for us to do. And a lot of us realize that you have to do research before you start injecting stuff into your body. Let me give you a couple examples. According to multiple state and official studies, including a study from the American College of Physicians, the infection fatality ratio or death rate of COVID is now actually going to be about 0.26% for anyone outside of a nursing home. That means that, of course, 99.7% of the people not in nursing homes will survive if they contact it. Now, remember, nursing home patients have accounted for about 40%. Listen to that. Of all COVID deaths across the United States. Why is that? Because a lot of these people in the nursing homes were already sick with multiple pre-existing conditions. They're called comorbidities before they contracted COVID. Heart disease, diabetes, cancer, immune-impaired immune systems. All of these things greatly affect your ability to recover. The federal government's own hospital data from the Department of Health and Human Services indicates that the capacity for hospital beds is ample, more than ample. Like COVID patients only take up around 13% of inpatient beds. International studies, including a Danish study published by the American College of Physicians, has proven that wearing masks makes no difference in the spread of the infection rate of COVID-19. In March 2020, the head of the NIAID, Dr. Anthony Fauci, had this to say about masks. Right now in the United States, this is a quote, people should not be walking around with masks. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. When you're in the middle of an outbreak, wearing a mask may make people feel better But in the end, it may even block a droplet, but it's not providing the perfect protection that people think it is. And often there are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the masks and they're touching their face. 
In other words, they're contaminating the mask even worse. In February 2020 on Twitter, the U.S. Surgeon, US Surgeon General said this. Seriously, people, stop buying masks. They're not effective in preventing the general public from catching coronavirus. But if a health care provider can't get them to care for sick patients, it puts our communities at risk. The Pfizer-Moderna COVID vaccines are made with brand-new technology. It's RNA testing. We don't know what's going to happen with this and how it's going to affect you long-term wives. And usually you have to have a vaccine in circulation and being used for years on humans in trial studies to see what the long-term effects are going to be before you start injecting with humans, but not with this particular vaccines. And we need to understand that they don't really have a antigen in this vaccine. It triggers the body's own RNA from its cell to create proteins that could be causing long-term health side effects for years to come. Multiple medical industry professionals, including the former vice president of Pfizer, have signed a petition warning about the new RNA vaccines, including autoimmune responses and even spontaneous abortion and infertility. Numerous polls show that at least 30 to 50 percent of all medical professionals, including doctors and nurses, are not going to do this, including if they lose their jobs. So why in the world are we pushing and pushing and pushing this? Well, there's only one reason. It's, it's just eugenics. The population of the planet, according to these clowns, has gotten too large, and they want a reduction of the population by hook or by crook, so to speak. And they're going to do everything they, they possibly can, including injecting you with these horrible DNA, RNA-changing vaccines that basically may cause you to die within four days when you're extremely healthy. And we see now over a 1,000 deaths from this particular vaccine, but the mainstream media doesn't report on it. Why? Because they know if you start saying there's thousands of people dying and tens of thousands of cases of horrible, horrible debilitation, they're going to go, I'm not taking that. I'm not taking that. And that completely creates another problem for these folks that are producing the vaccines as far as selling them, as far as being stuck with inventory they can't sell, and the billions and billions and billions of dollars they're being given by the federal government, which is going to massively increase their profits if they can get people to take them. And, of course, the eugenicists like Bill Gates, it really bothers him because he can't reduce the population of the planet. It's insane. Guys, look, we have 100 million people being born extra on the planet every single year. Well, that was until last year. Who knows what happens with this vaccine? And the reality is it's all in third world countries, people who basically can't feed themselves to start with. Doesn't it make more sense if you're going to go in and start working with these countries to reduce the population growth in these particular third world countries, that would be much better money spent than it would be trying to reduce the population of the United States, which is in a negative population growth, just like Europe is, without massive immigration. Yeah, I said that right. The United States is in a negative population growth. And why is that? Because, you know, we've been pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed to be politically correct, not having enough children. you got to have at least three children in order to be a successful biological specimen because you have two, but one of them may die. And now you basically haven't reproduced you and your wife. And people in this country, many of them are just having one child now. And when you do that, your population cuts in half every generation, cuts in half, cuts in half, cuts in half. And so now what they're doing also is they're doing a full-blown, let's make sure we get rid of white people and let's make sure the white people can't vote. And so they're bringing in all of these people from third world countries to basically overwhelm the voting, which they already did with this huge amount of fraud they had this last election, to people in the United States from continuing to push a narrative which is beneficial to the country. And we must get rid of all the white Christians because the Christians are the ones who are – 
keeping the United States grounded. I said this the other day on one of our shows. It's the over 50-year-olds and the children are the ones that are children who are the ones that have created the last little bit of stability in what's left of our republic. You know, there's an article here by uh, Jared Taylor, and it says the white supremacist armed insurrection lives on. It's reprinted by Unz. And it says, if enough people say something often enough, it becomes true. You know, Goebbels figured that out with Hitler. People start believing it. Big media and people at the highest levels of government now accept the capital takeover by the rabid white followers of Donald Trump on January the 6th with an armed indirection by white supremacists. It's not true. A few eccentrics wonder, how can you have an insurrection with no plan and no weapons? (laughs) There's a question. I'm going to repeat that. A few eccentrics like me and Austin We wonder how you can have an insurrection with no plan and no weapons, but virtually everyone has swallowed the story about white supremacists. Well, it's because they want to get rid of white people. Because why? We create stability because of Christianity. We have created stability because of Christianity for 2,000 years when Paul and the Bible said, hey, look, maybe you don't need to go to orgies. Yeah, how about that? I always wondered about that one. And maybe you don't need to be killing people and maybe you need to be walking in love maybe you need to be doing the things that christ taught us maybe we need to be doing those things now, i'm paraphrasing but maybe we need to change the way we think about killing everybody and being horrible to the people and an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth maybe jesus taught us a better way well yeah we've had that for two thousand years and now that's slowly eroding and they were really smart about this and i mentioned this a few weeks ago they didn't come in and say, you can't go to church anymore. They came into our churches, and they infiltrated our churches and our church teachings with all these horrible, horrible, horrible doctrines and all these weird things. You know, like Jesus Christ went to hell and was tortured for three days while he was dead. The Bible doesn't even say that. Now, it does say in one verse that basically he made a proclamation in hell while he was you know, in the grave or wherever he was for the three days that he was dead. But remember, why do people come up and start changing stuff like he was being tortured? When he was on Calvary, when he died, he said, it is finished. That was it. Now, whatever he did for those three days, whether he turned to God the Father, whether he descended into hell, which, by the way, isn't in the Bible really except for that proclamation that's part of the Apostles' Creed, we need to realize that it doesn't make any difference. But we can't be saying he was tortured in hell because of our sins and because of having to create repentance for us and for us to be forgiven. Some of the faith teachers, especially one of their wives, and I've heard them all say this in one way or the other, say this some nonsense. These are the guys, again, who follow that Kenyan teaching. And guys, we've got to realize that we've got to read the Bible and we've got to make sure that we make sure that when they say stuff from the pulpit that they are telling us the truth. Many times I'll hear things, even in our own church, that I don't agree with. And I like it. I really like it. Our pastor said something the other day that people really had thought about. And we, I looked at the church and all of a sudden, you know, I was thinking, well, is he right or is he wrong? And I looked down and all of a sudden, you know, we got thousands of people in the church. And I looked down because we're up in the balcony and all of a sudden everybody's flipping to that page in the Bible to try to figure out if what he said was true. Guys, that's what we're supposed to do. Verify what you hear and don't be caught up in every wind of teaching. Very, very, very important. And guys, think through everything, including do you really want to wear a face diaper? Is it really going to help? And it was so frustrating to me in Austin yesterday. You know, gas prices are going up and, you know, we're going to get some diesel fuel for the Chevy. 
and the line at the gas pumps was like six, eight, ten. I bet there were 60 people, 60 cars waiting at the pumps because everybody's freaking out because gas is going up a few cents a gallon here and there, which it will because they've shut down a lot of the petroleum products and distillation facilities and refineries and all the other things that, that Biden's done because he, well, he doesn't, he didn't do anything anyhow. It's the globalists want to increase the cost of gas, increase the government so they can increase their profits. And it's, just, it's crazy to me to watch everybody start to panic. Guys, we're not born of a spirit of fear, our and of a love and of a sound mind. It's so important to understand that we're not born of a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Because we will call his name Jesus because he is the Lamb of God. He is the Prince of Peace. To him, all things, listen to me, friends, listen, through him, all things are held together. Guys, always remember that. Also, what do you think of what's your next story, bud? Absolutely. And that's, that's where we find ourselves now. And this is why, you know, yesterday I brought up in detail, you know, how far are we going to continue to compromise our convictions? And not, and not just with this, this COVID pandemic, but everything across the board, including what we've been seeing going on with our children and also too what we're now seeing with the insane gun push as far as to go in and start controlling these law-abiding citizens that own weapons. And I was actually really proud of Republican Madison Cawthorn. You guys saw this yesterday. He said he, – he gave, walked up to the podium basically – or excuse me, he rolled up the podium. In 2014, he got in an automobile accident and was paralyzed from the waist down. But he is basically the North Carolina representative now, and uh, he went up to the floor and uh, cause it, was, it was open mic, basically they had a couple minutes for each representative to talk about the bills that were going forward. And he was discussing these both of these new gun bills that they're trying to push forward, one of them being a full-blown federal registration bill. This isn't the H.R. 127, the insane one that that lunatic woman's trying to pass. This one basically wants to have a full-blown federally controlled registry that every weapon has to be transferred through a dealer and nobody can have a private sale ever again. So if I want to buy one of dad's guns or I want to sell one of my friends one of my guns, I cannot legally do so unless I go to a dealer, period. If you do so, it will be a felony. This, again, is unbelievably unconstitutional. So he goes up to the podium, and he starts talking. He goes, I want to remind my, my colleagues of a simple fact that is far too often swept under the rug. Americans have a right to obtain firearms for lawful purposes. And let everyone know in this chamber you will not take this right away from us. It's easy to get sucked into the D.C. bubble, but outside of here on authentic America – when we verbally express, come and take it, we dang well mean it. And he went on, and another representative also went on <clears throat> to basically discuss that this is not okay. This is not going to be tolerated. This will not be allowed. We're not going to put our firearms on a federal registry so everybody knows where our weapons are, who owns them, where they're going to be, how they're stored, everything. Absolutely not. So – I commend this young man for what he's been talking about now, and he's been very, very vocal about what's happened. And again, it's time for everybody to start making themselves vocal. People have become so 
muzzled and not just from the mass, but just in general, people are just so afraid to actually say anything if it offends them. It's ironic to me that you see the left, they come out, everything offends them. Pepe Le Pew offends them. You know, I mean, Swiss Family Robinson offends them. Winnie the Pooh offends them. Jeep Grand Cherokees offend them. They can't make a list long enough to come up with all the stuff that offends them, and they verbally express how offended they are by a 1940s cartoon and tell everybody, you have to cancel it. But what's ironic, when something is not only grossly offensive to us, but it's actually massively invasive and violates our rights, our God-given rights, and our constitutional bill of rights. It's funny to me how many people will just sit back and, uh, you know what? I don't, I don't want to have any issues with that. You know, I just, I'm just going to put on the mask because I don't want to have any conflict. I just, that's what I'm going to do right now. And it just, it goes, and it, it's, it's a snowball effect of what we've seen now, where more and more people are refusing to address things they see, like. The complete and total perversion of our school system. Parents, even ones that are, you know, in the public school system, a lot of them now refuse to even address stuff at parent-teacher conferences, at meetings about what they're trying to promote and push onto these children. It's completely and totally insane to me, and it's time America stands her ground on what's going on. Also, to another news, Stanford's Dr. Jay Batarja told Newsweek this week that COVID-19 lockdowns are the single worst public health mistake in the last hundred years. The medical professor warned that the lockdowns are massively impacting the poor and making wealth and quality even worse. And he's absolutely right about this. You can just take a look at Amazon, Walmart, Costco, all of their stock prices and everything that's happened in the last couple of years. And he goes on to say, I stand behind my comment on the lockdowns of the single worst public health mistake in the last 100 years. We will be counting the catastrophic health and physiological harms imposed on nearly every person on the face of the earth for generations. And went on to say that the only thing that should have been done was – Basically, making sure we protect the very, very vulnerable people, like individuals that are very old or have multiple health conditions, and making sure they are protected, and the rest of the country live on, live and let live. And ironically enough, we saw the complete opposite in New York. <laughs> we have, you know, Kumo, the communist Kumo up there in New York, he started forcing all these individuals into the nursing homes. They're saying now upwards of 5,000 people died because of this stunt he pulled, not to mention all the other <laughs> all the other allegations that are now coming out with all these females. Um, I think there's like six or seven girls now that have now come out. Now, whether or not all that's legit, I don't know. But I know I've never liked him. He's a complete and total communist nightmare. So I really hope they pull him out of office. They basically take him down because he has no business running the state of New York. I mean, he's absolutely ruined that state with his draconian measures. I mean, absolutely horrific. Also, too, in other news, this is something that I found very deeply disturbing, but another reason why it's so important to have border controls. Norway, as most of you know, is right up there with Sweden and the concept of allowing the Muslim horde from the Middle East to invade their country. They have been taking in tens and tens of thousands of so-called refugees into that country, and it has fundamentally changed Europe. 
horrifically. I mean, the the policies that were allowed over the last six, seven years with the Muslim hordes to be able to come into to Europe unfettered, unchecked, uncontrolled, and just given unfettered access to anything they want, it will be the death of Europe as far as when it comes to their heritage. And there's a video of a European white Norway girl standing by the train tracks over in Scandinavia, and she's on her phone standing there. And a young, looks like a Middle Eastern or African, he's, he looks like he's black, but it doesn't matter. He's, he's definitely not Norwegian. Comes up behind her, he's probably 16, 17 years old, and does a full-blown flying sidekick. I mean, I'm talking full-blown in the air. Kid's like three, four feet off the ground. Full-blown flying sidekick right into her lower spine. Knocks her straight to the ground, face down, knocks her out, and then runs off. And you can hear them after they record it. They're laughing and speaking basically in Arabic or whatever language is not European as they run off and laugh and joke about it. And they're now saying – the comments are coming out, and they're now saying that that's what she gets for being racist. Numerous reports have said that now, that she was a racist, and this is why they did this to her, with zero, zero evidence to even – substantiate that claim but now they're saying oh well she was a racist female so that's why they kicked her into the spine with a flying sidekick and they're actually trying to justify and say hey, it's not a big deal these, these are just kids being kids guys when you start taking a 120 130 140 pound person and you start jumping in the air and flying sidekick people in the spine you could cause permanent neurological damage to individuals not to mention that it's complete and total cheap shot. If you want to get in a fight with somebody, you square up with them eye to eye. You don't run up behind them and kick them in the spine while they're messing with them on their phone, walking over the train tracks. But this right here is a clear-cut indication on why you do not let people into your country that do not basically respect your values and your norms. This is why it's so important to maintain good border control in the United States, and a lot of people get mad at me when I talk about stuff like this. But the truth about it is, where is the line drawn? Where do we just say, hey, you know what? This isn't okay anymore. We can't allow tens of millions of people to come here illegally and then completely and totally demand that we change our culture to make them feel better about themselves. Where is the line drawn? But I saw this video, and it, it was so disturbing to me, the fact that this is going on in Norway, this is going on in Sweden. This is not a, a singular event. This is going on all over Europe. Dad talked to you about last time he was at Paris. I've, I've talked to my friends that have gone over to Europe, and they said, dude, it's, it's a nightmare. It's a complete and total nightmare now. How long till we start having that in the United States with the current policies that are being implemented to make sure we have unfettered, open access to anybody that wants to come to this country. What do you think, Deb? Well, I've been to Norway. I've been to Sweden. And they were beautiful countries, particularly Sweden. And quite frankly, the last time I was there, I didn't see any white people in Stockholm. All I saw was a bunch of, bunch of burkas walking around. And you say, well, that sounds awful, Ted. You're sounding like you're racist. Well, no, no, stop, stop, stop. Several things happened here okay that caused this number one sweden stopped having children they did this thing europe europe did 
you know, for some reason, white people have been told how bad they are for so long that so many white people have decided they're going to stop reproducing. And so the population is plummeting. And it's also, that's, by the way, it's also happening in Japan. And a lot of that has to do with all the rhetoric and all the trash they told us after World War II about the Germans or, you know, about the Swedes or the Finns or whatever, all being in alliance with the Nazis and all this stuff that you hear all the time, all the time, all the time, the constant, constant propaganda propaganda against whites and also against Japanese. You know, Japan's in a negative population growth, too, but they're very careful as far as allowing people to come into their country and not go through proper border controls. So it's so important to understand why this is happening. It's about destroying the white race because the white race, like it or not, has held together Christianity for thousands of years. It always goes back to this atavistic hatred of Jesus. And they absolutely loathe Christians, and that's what this is all about. I mean, you, th- you think about it for a second. There's a really big Episcopal church school up in Manhattan. It's $57,000 a year just to have your children in this private school, and it's called Grace School. But it is now banning students from using terms like mom and dad or asking where classmates went on vacation and you can't wish anybody Merry Christmas or even Happy Holidays anymore. Oh, yeah, this is not a joke. Grace Church School in North Ho, which costs 57000 a year, has offered a 12-page guide for staff, students, and parents on inclusive language. Mom, dad, or parents are outlawed for grown-ups, folks, family, or guardian. It urges them not to wish anyone Merry Christmas or even a Happy Holiday. And it asks for an end to questions on where a person went on vacation. As part of our Episcopal identity, we recognize the dignity and worth common to humanity, the school set of the guide. It comes as conservatives in New York City complain that the Big Apple's private schools have been infiltrated by hard left mentality. I'm telling you, they've been infiltrated by Kabbalists is what they're infiltrated by. You know, and remember, a lot of the Jewish people in New York City are hardcore Jews, and they really hate Christians. And a lot of these Jewish people are Kabbalists that really hate anything besides someone being a hermaphrodite because they believe that everybody needs to be hermaphroditic. In fact, it's crazy what's going on. And then as far as what's happening with this persecution of the whites in Norway and Finland, look what happened in France. A 13-year-old Muslim girl was in a classroom. She told a lie about her teacher that led to her murder. It was a complete and total lie. A 13-year-old Muslim schoolgirl known as Z lied to her father when she said her history teacher, Samuel Patty, during a lecture on free speech compared to blasphemy, showed a cartoon drawing of a naked Mohammed to the class. It wasn't even true. When It wasn't even true. When the story circulated on social media, it led to an outrage within the Muslim community. And 10 days later, listen, the teacher was beheaded by an 18-year-old Muslim Chechen refugee. The girl's story was that the Muslim students were told to leave the room while the drawings were displayed, and she was suspended from school when she objected to the naked drawings. Z stuck to her story until classmates told police that Z wasn't even present in Patty's class on the day that he showed the character of a closed Muhammad. It wasn't a naked Muhammad, and that she was suspended because of her habitual absence from class. But this guy lost his head over it. This is when cultures clash. This is when cultures clash and the Kabbalists I was talking to my buddy Jim this morning via text 
And he was saying, why has this happened? Why is all this transgender stuff? Why are three-year-olds getting hormones? Why is this going on? And I said, it's because of the Kabbalists, because they want everybody to be a transgender. And notice, this is the only show that talks about that. We're the only show that talks about how the Kabbalists and the Zohar believe that God's a hermaphrodite and that human beings need to be hermaphroditic. I mean, we're the only ones. I don't know why, and people know this, but they don't talk about it. You know, there's a book that came out that's been banned by Amazon now. Everybody needs to read if they're having problems with sexual identity. And, and the show, the book is called When Harry Became Sally. Now, it's a good book because it's telling you the dangers of transgenderism, the dangers of hormone therapy, and all of this stuff. So the book, people who actually did read the book before it was banned, discovered that it's an accurate and accessible presentation of the scientific, medical, philosophical, and legal debates following and surrounding this trans phenomenon. Yes, it advances an argument against transgender ideology from a viewpoint, but it doesn't get, doesn't get any facts wrong, and it doesn't engage in heated rhetoric. And basically, it talks about gender dysphoria and what happens when people become mentally ill thinking there's somebody else in their body. And this is the issue that people have that they don't want to talk about. But the book was taken off of Amazon because it doesn't want you to read it. It's like the book The Bad War was taken off of Amazon. Any book that doesn't go along with mainstream narrative is taken down and destroyed. Take Book burning. And I'm going to stop for one second. We talk about the book burning, and I've talked about this on other shows years ago. But I'm going to talk about it again. There were massive book burnings in Germany. You know what they were burning? They were burning subversive literature and pornography. That's what they were burning. They were burning a bunch of Kabbalist rhetoric literature that was horrible and was questioning the very existence of the great I am, questioning the existence of Jesus, and promoting pornography. So they took all of their, quote-unquote, filthy magazines and filthy books and filthy trash, and they said, we don't want this in our culture because we want to have a really strong culture of nationalism and believing in Jesus Christ, and we're burning the trash. That's not what we're doing here, are we? We're taking books about Jesus and we're burning them. We're taking books about normal sexual behavior and we're burning them, metaphorically. You know, we're taking books like alternative stories of what happened with World War II, which is telling you the truth of what really happened with the bad war, and we're basically burning that. But I'll give that author credit. He actually put it online as a free PDF, and I've put it many times on our website for you guys to download. And you can go ahead and just, you can't use Google to find it. You'll have to use DuckDuckGoGo. You can pull it right up and you can read what really happened in World War II. See, what ended up happening in World War II, and, you know, Paul Craig Roberts talked about it again on one of his columns this week. He said more evidence now is showing that the U.S. fought World War II against Great Britain because they wanted to take down the Great Britain hegemony with the British pound and have the dollar become the world's reserve currency. Because remember, the bankers were the ones going back and forth. They waited until Great Britain was completely and totally bankrupt before they entered the war. And this is what's crazy about all of this stuff, but we don't think about the fact that these lunatic bankers run the planet. They really do. The British economist John Maynard Keynes complained that the Roosevelt administration was focused on stripping Britain of our liquid assets to the greatest extent possible as the price of lend-lease. The British were plundered by the Americans. For example, Britain's Cortaz Vicos Corporation was sold to American Bank Group for $54 million, which is half of its value. It says Congress delayed the British rescue until they financially exhausted Britain was left with only $12 million in uncommitted reserves. 
Great Britain was completely destroyed because of World War II. And the irony of this is if you read the Bad War, Germany didn't want to have war against Great Britain. In fact, that's why Hitler let all those boys, half a million boys, Great Britain boys, soldiers, go leave from Dunkirk and go back to Britain. He knew what the bankers were doing, and he didn't want war against Britain. But it didn't make any difference because Winston Churchill was a hardcore cabalist. He, he was even worse than that. He was a well, it can't be worse than a cabalist. Equally as bad, he was a druid on top of everything else, and he wanted to destroy Germany as a blood offering to the weird demons they worship. These guys are all nuts. When you stop and you really look at what they believe, these guys are some sickos. You say, well, that sounds crazy to me, Ted. It sounds crazy to me, too. It's what these guys believe. By the way, the CDC, the new CDC report is now showing that with mask mandates have only lowered the COVID infection rates by 1.32%. This is CDC. <laughs> the report released from the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention shows that the mask mandate has decreased the growth rates of COVID and deaths according across the U.S. for the first 100 days by an average of 1.32%. Uh, that's absolutely absolutely a joke and quite frankly i'm sure that's within statistical significance of being correct or not correct i don't think it does anything at all another article has come out and said the coronavirus fact checked number 10 why are new cases plummeting well we know why new cases are plummeting we know why because they've changed the pcr test in the amount of resolution they're allowed to use and when they did that it plummeted Nothing else has changed except for that. It was never the gigantic epidemic that it was supposed to be. It was a pandemic, and that pandemic has now been showed basically to be easily prevented and treated with the use of zinc, which acts like ivermectin, potassium iodide, vitamin C, and D3K2. But now the FDA is coming out and all these other police people are coming out and saying D3 doesn't do anything. Well, they're probably using a synthetic type of D. That's why we use a naturally occurring product made from lanolin. They are using all of these chemical products and they don't combine it together in a proper protocol like with D. And, and the thing about it is usually when they do these tests, they'll give you, we're going to give you 100 IUs a D a day. 100 IUs. They're right. That's not going to, that's not going to do anything. And they lie. Zinc doesn't do anything. They lie. And nobody ever talks about potassium iodine. It's for the thyroid, right? The body has a lot of it stored if the body's healthy. And as blood flow goes through the thyroid gland, if it sees, the thyroid sees and detects any virus going through that blood flow, it zaps it with iodine. It kills it better than a, a snake in a wagon rut that just got run over by a wagon. And this is what it does. And that's how the immune system works. It's supposed to work that way, but they don't want the immune system to work. So they want you to be deficient in any and everything. Absolutely not. So, by the way, the Major League Baseball, the Rangers have now decided for this next season they're going to allow full stadium capacity. It's a good thing for all the college teams that are losing and hemorrhaging money all over the country because they can't fill their stadiums and sell season tickets. So the Major League Baseball Rangers are in line to be the first team back to full capacity. Guys, this is lunacy that we have to go back to full capacity. Again, this is all about slowing down the velocity of money while they increase the money supply to help prevent massive hyperinflation in the United States currency as the world reserve currency while they were busy implementing a new digital currency reserve using the U.S. dollar. This is what they're going to do. Officer, what do you think, bud? What's your next story?
No, you absolutely nailed it. And it's also been done to make people believe that the higher support or the the higher authority above them has the right to dictate their every move. I told you guys that yesterday or two days ago with that CNN article. The, the CDC gives you know new guidelines and allows people to have some of their freedoms back. Are you kidding me? Are you joking me right now? I didn't ask to have my freedom back. I kept my freedom. We didn't ask to be free men. We told you we're free men. If you have to ask permission to be free, are you free? Absolutely not. And this is exactly what this is designed to do. Oh, we're going to let you. Go back and do this now. We're going to let you not wear a mask anymore. Are you kidding me? Nauseating to see what some of these people come up with, and they actually think we're supposed to take it. And Dad's exactly right. If you guys remember, the day of the inauguration, January 20th, the WHO admitted, the World Health Organization admitted that the high-cycle PCR test, having such a high cycle, I think it was, what, 35 or 40 back then, was responsible for COVID positives, false positives, so to speak, and they recommend decreasing the cycles down. The same day Biden was inaugurated, not hardly one single person saw the who do that. Why did they do that? Because... Exactly what Dad just said. They want to start decreasing the cases slowly. So they couldn't just do it all of a sudden. They came in and said, listen, we're only going to do five cycles on this PCR test. It's completely and totally inaccurate. We want to see if it actually will pick up anything truly COVID. Because remember, the PCR test does not isolate the COVID virus. So many people fail to realize that. That's why you see so many people test positive and they have no symptoms. Well, the fact is this. They don't have COVID. The only reason you're testing positive is because the PCR test has such a high cyclical rate, and it's zooming in, zooming in, zooming in to the point it finds some type of viral particle and goes, bam, that's a positive now. You have COVID, when in reality, you don't have COVID. It was to perpetuate the lie that asymptomatic carriers were causing the spread. That's what the entire aspect of this was for, to make everybody believe that every single person was an asymptomatic carrier. So it was if it was your neighbor, it was your friend, it was your brother, it was your daughter, didn't matter. Everybody's a carrier and everybody's giving you COVID. That's what it was designed to do, make everybody scared of one another. Never in history, not one single time in history, have we ever had a virus that was so dangerous, so deadly, so aggressive that you had to get a test to find out if you even had it because you had zero symptoms. It was stupid. It was absolutely lunacy. And so this is what people have to realize. When the WHO came out with this on January 20th, they blew their own whistle. They literally blew their own whistle. They showed the entire world that they were intentionally misleading the populace and believing the COVID rates and COVID deaths were through the roof. Same thing as I talked about uh, earlier this week with the CDC coming out with what they did and changed their own guidelines that they had followed for the last 17 years on putting down first, basically, and second cause of death. This is exactly what they're trying to do. And now I had a friend of ours and a uh, listener Call us, called me up last night and I was talking to him and he said now the CMS, the Center for Medicare Services, are now listing individual physicians who do not get the vaccine. They're actually making a list of individuals that have not gotten the shot, meaning 
This is just like a gun registration list. They want to know what physicians are not compliant. They want to know what physicians are kicking against it, and they want to know what physicians they need to flag for future issues later on down the road. Because remember, this isn't going to be the last time this happens now. This this pandemic, plandemic is what it is, has been so effective and has been so, so, so well planned. They are not going to let this go without a fight. They are going to keep this fear train going all the way down the tracks as long as they can get it. And then when the COVID fear train runs out of steam, they're going to shove some more fear into it and say, hey, guess what, guys? There's a new virus now here. We have a Ebola COVID AIDS bird flu variation mutant strain that's now come out. Everybody needs to get scared again. You better put on your mask and we got to lock down again because it has been so effective. So many people have fallen for it, and that's exactly why they keep doing it. Also, too, in other news is we see the weather continuing to change very, very abruptly. Saw a bunch of floods over in Hawaii, which is not abnormal. It's a ton of rain they got. And then all of a sudden they're now saying that Denver can be getting one of its biggest snowstorms since 1885. They're saying that in some areas of West Colorado could be getting up to three feet of snow. Basically, they said there's a monster snowstorm coming in the coming days now. So just a heads up, everybody out there in the Midwest, out in Colorado, I'm sure you guys already know about this, but I don't know if this is Texas 2.0 or what in the world's going on out there, but we have definitely seen some insane weather changes in the last 10 to 15 years. And my friends, it's not from global warming or CO2 emissions or whatever other crap they want to feed you about it. Weather warfare, as Dad and I have discussed in detail, you can go back and look at other shows. The Air Force has blatantly admitted it. Numerous agencies have blatantly admitted it. It is not some far-fetched right-wing conspiracy theory anymore. It's a fact. They've discussed it. They've admitted it. They've even detailed on how they have done it, and I discussed it in the past on what we've seen with this. So again, my whole point in saying that is it's always so important that you stay prepped and you stay ready for anything that may occur. I always tell everybody this, and I mean it sincerely. It's always a good idea. It's just my opinion and numerous other people's opinion that are even more educated and have more field experience than me. Always have a gear bag with you when you go out, especially when you go out on a trip or you're going a far distance. If you're going around town, whatever, doesn't really matter, especially if you're in a rural area. But always have a basically, in my opinion, a 72-hour bag. Have something that you can throw on your back at any point in time. you got your shoes on, and you can hike it back to wherever you need to go, and it can sustain you for at least 72 hours. And that means any extra food bars, water packs, protein packs, whatever you want to throw in there, have it readily available, not to mention any type of shelter you may need, especially in cold areas. Florida don't have to worry about it that much. And also medical equipment or tools or first aid kits. Stuff like that can save your life in a heartbeat. And it's so important that people keep that on deck. And it's also important that at your main home, you have the essentials that you need. I always tell people, in my opinion, I think it's best to have at least one month worth of water and food and supplies all the time that you do not have to leave your house for any reason whatsoever for an entire month 
if you choose not to. That's just my opinion, a lot of other people's opinion. But that's why I've encouraged so many people. Stock up on the organic food buckets if you can. Grab the meat buckets if you can. If you don't want to buy those, at least just go out and properly store some organic beans and rice and have that on standby. Because what we saw in Texas and that complete and total disaster that happened over there, I promise you, it is not going to be the last thing that happens in this country when it comes to weather. Weather is one of the most effective tools to cause a non-blaming entity to come in and say, hey, listen, this wasn't us. This is just giant catastrophe. It wasn't our fault. And then they come in and they bring in some type of draconian rule. Look what happened in New Orleans. Look what happened with Hurricane Katrina. Look at what the National Guard did when they went and started seizing firearms from law-abiding citizens. They've already done it before in our generation. Remember that. Never forget what happened in Katrina and that debacle at the Superdome that FEMA caused and all those people getting killed and raped in that thing because they did not handle the situation because it's not their responsibility. They don't care about you. It's your responsibility to have food, water, supplies, weapons, vitamins on deck at all times. So thank you again for the support, my friends. Continue to speak the truth. The ultimate multiple chewable, as I said earlier, on sale product of the week, over 10% off right now. Stay prepped, my friends. Stay awake. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.